Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Sedgwick Podcast. I'm Jonathan Mast, and today we are talking about the InsureTech Connect Conference Recap with two great guests, Ajitab Gupta, Vice President, IT Applications for Sedgwick, and Adam Fisher, Chief Data Officer for Sedgwick. Gentlemen, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jonathan. Well, I know this is an amazing conference every year, one of the largest uh, that there is usually around this kind of uh, uh, stuff. And so, Adam, you know, talk uh, talk a little bit about InsureTech Connect. Uh, what was the focus this year, and how was your experience being on uh, on a panel specifically? Yeah, it was a great conference. This was my first year uh, participating uh, on a panel, so I was uh, – Excited to, to join a panel with uh, Evolution IQ, uh, which is a, a vendor that, that Cedric works with, and, and also a company that Cedric uh, is, a, is an investor in, um, who I think is a leader in the uh, what they call claims guidance uh, space. It's mainly AI-driven insights for claims and claims decisions. It, it's, a, it's exciting to see this is like a broader comment on InsureTech that you know InsureTech is something that I. I think is relatively new. You know, insurance industry has been around for hundreds of years, and the insure tech kind of segment of the industry is much newer, maybe uh, you know a decade or, or, or younger even. Um, and now there's like gigantic conferences uh, associated with it. So it's great to see that now, even within the insure tech segment, there are claims-focused uh, you know vendors or insure tech companies, and, and that's that's one reason you know that, that I'm excited about companies like Evolution IQ. There's a very small number of claims-focused insure-tech companies. So anytime, you know, where we can learn about those, I think that's exciting, and that's why we attend conferences like insure-tech. So to be able to participate on their panel was particularly interesting. I was with some other panelists, uh, um, the, the head of analytics from Guidewire, that has a huge um, you know, claims platform and just a core technology platform for mainly carriers. And uh, also um, the former CEO from New York Life, who's now an uh, InsureTech investor, was also on the panel with me. So great to answer questions about claims guidance and you know where um, claims technology, especially like AI and ML-driven claims technologies, are are going in the future. So overall, just a, a great conference. That sounds it sounds fantastic, and definitely one I'd like to attend someday as well. Uh, Ajitab, can you explain the competitive landscape and what forces are shaping our industry today? Sure, Jonathan. Uh, let me first start by talking about the forces that are shaping the industry. I mean, number one, the impact of COVID. I mean, we all know people got sick, lost their jobs, switched to working from home instantly. So organizations were literally forced to change overnight. Second, you know, the current macroeconomic conditions, the war with Russia, high inflation, coupled with tight labor market. So the cost of doing business has gone up significantly. And three, from a consumer standpoint, would say it's rapid adoption of digitization because of the factors above factors. More people are now using mobile devices for shopping, for example, than they have ever done in the past. Food delivery apps have now become a new norm. Virtual doctor visits are well accepted. I mean, no more waiting in doctor's office. Self-service via SMS has seen a rapid growth. Digital wallets are commonly used now. 
I mean, personally, I have used a lot of these technologies and I'm sure, you know, I'm not going back to the old way of doing things. <laughs> so, so these are the forces that are uh, shaping the industry. And like Adam said, you know, historically, in, uh, insurance industry has been there for a long time. And they have been slow in adopting new technologies. Now the market forces have pushed TPAs, carriers, to invest into, you know, modern cloud-based infrastructure, digitization, automation, and tools, analytic tools, uh, venture capitalists. Uh, that was quite interesting, you know, and I've seen that in the InsureTech in the last, past few years, are investing significantly in InsureTech ecosystem. I mean, day one of the InsureTech was primarily focused on venture capitalists working with InsureTechs. <laughs> Additionally, you know, there are off-the-shelf products like Guidewire, Majesco, they are so well being adopted for policy administration, claims management in the industry. <laughs> to summarize what's happening is the growth of the tech ecosystem, and it's providing the same tools to, uh, to everyone in the industry. So organizations that have a clear strategy of adopting to this changing landscape, and I would say are going to stay competitive uh, in the space. Thanks. Adam, following up on, on that, how is the next generation of artificial intelligence changing the economics of claim handling, and how does machine learning guide the right examiners and adjusters to the right claim at the right time? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I think as on the first part of that, you know, AI and the economics of claims handling, I think it's long been thought that that there would be, you know, massive disruption in that space. And you know, I don't think we've necessarily seen that yet. Um, I think a, a lot of the opportunities still remain that just, you know, what are the best models and AI to be applying to claims generally? Um, to date, a lot of that's been focused on, you know, trying to identify, uh, you know, fraud or special investigation, um, or a lot of it is focused on trying to figure out if a claim is going to become litigated at some point or if it has the likelihood to reach like a certain dollar threshold. Um, so most of the benefits of, of those types of AI efforts, and, you know, Cedric has plenty of models that do that, and you, you can find lots of providers out there in the industry that offer similar, um, you know, kind of offerings. But those actually, they, they benefit uh, the claim outcome maybe more so than the economics of claims handling. I think to really start to get to impact the benefits or, or e economics of handling, you've got to start to actually like automate processes that happen in the claim a little bit more. It's less about telling somebody that a claim is going to develop a certain way because most experts, uh, especially, you know, experienced ones like we have at Cedric by the thousands, they, they could tell you that a claim is going to be somewhat litigated or, um, you know, they can, they can reserve it extremely accurately, you know, even better than a model can. But, in, you know, the future and the next generation of, of AI is about, automating some of the more simple tasks that today those super sophisticated humans are having to do themselves. And I think that will really unlock more benefit, you know, certainly benefits to the claim. It could shorten the life of a claim, which will always reduce the cost. But if we can take out some of the manual effort that we're requiring examiners to do today, especially very skilled ones, then theoretically they can focus on the more complicated parts of a claim 
maybe they could even handle a different number of claims. Um, and that would start to really benefit the economics of claims handling. Um, and I think it's, it's related to the second part of the question on, you know, how does machine learning guide examiners to the right claim at the right time? And that's why, you know, I was super excited again to speak with Evolution IQ and their concept of claims guidance makes a lot of sense here because luckily the AI is very good at, you know, figuring out where a claim's going because it's seen so many claims in the past, right? You know, we have all those perfect blueprints of, you know, millions of claims historically. So anytime we see a new claim, imagine that it's on kind of a trajectory. And if there are ways to kind of like foretell that trajectory and, and weave in all the right kind of handling components, um, then there are great opportunities to kind of get at that first part, which we were talking about on, on the economics of claims handling and kind of shortening those little handoffs and all the little micro um, processes that are required in a claim. I think the, the, the real opportunity is to automate and simplify those. So I just have, you know, following that answer from Adam, you know, the, the next thought process then probably for most people listening is how is intelligent automation helping improve the claims outcome. Yeah, sure. You know, so first of all, what is intelligent automation? This may sound like another buzzword, but it is not. I mean, you know, let me explain. So intelligent automation, you know, brings different technologies. I'll name a few of them, like process discovery. We talked about artificial intelligence, computer vision, machine learning, integration with third-party uh, vendors, I mean, all under one fabric. I mean, in a simpler way, it is the orchestration of these multiple technologies against a business process and the, with the sole purpose of improving outcomes and reducing friction. And, you know, you take simple tasks, automate it. It brings a lot of value to the process. So let me share a, an example to kind of give a perspective of how uh, intelligent automation is helping. Simple example. So we receive notice of loss. We manage claims. So we receive notices of loss for many customers via email. And a typical notice of loss coming in in the email uh, would be an attachment, which could have up to 60-ish data points, let's say claim and name, full name, date of uh, location, uh, address, supervisor details, how did the incident happen, and so on and so forth. And this can take up to 15 minutes to key into the system. So historically, if it was a manual process, a colleague would work out of an email queue uh, to key in these, these uh, notices of loss. And then at times the queues could be backlogged because people are just working through the queue, which means it could take up two hours before a person can get even uh, to the to the FNOL before he, he or she keys into the system. And this can take up to 15 minutes, you know, with 50 to 60 data elements. <clears throat> so what it did, you know, with this process we automated this process by using computer vision technologies and artificial intelligence to extract the information from the notice of loss and hand it off to a robot to enter it into the system, much like a person would do. So what it did, I mean, we are, we are seeing 90% straight through processing without a human touch. The notices of loss are getting keyed, keyed in as soon as it comes in, cutting down those hours, in these minutes, you know, before it gets in front of an adjuster, which, you know, 
would result in better customer experience because we get the notice of loss right to the adjuster as soon as it comes in or a few after a few minutes. Better outcome because again the adjuster can back to an injured worker sooner than he or she has done it before and at a lower cost point. So in short, you know, it is cheaper, better and faster. Adam, probably this weaves in into what into that previous question, but you know, what are the benefits, and maybe even define? I'm sure you will. But what are the benefits of claims guidance software? What exactly is that? Yeah, I'd say like claims guidance software is really kind of like that next evolution of you know a lot of the AI and ML that have been applied to claims to date. You know the current state-of-the-art on claims, you know, AI and ML is, you know, it's like scores. The ones I talked about before, you know, where we have a score for how likely is this claim to become litigated? How likely is this claim to be, you know, $50,000 and incurred or $100,000 and incurred, whatever that that milestone might be. Um, And it's simply just a score. And, and, you know, that's the part where a lot of skilled examiners might look at that score and they say, well, you know, I I could have, forecasted that score probably even more accurately than the model. Um, I think of claim guidance software as, as um, you know, it's giving that super important context around, you know, a score. And it, the context could be so good that it's not even necessarily a score. It's more like a playbook of what's going to happen with this claim based on all the information that the AI kind of has at that moment. And instead of just kind of like running a model, you know, periodically, the guidance software is more about as all these details about a claim are constantly changing and developing, you know, as an examiner does their investigation and as um, correspondence about that claim, you know, comes to us. And for Sedgwick, you know, we digitize that information, we process that information extremely, you know, uh, timely. So that information is constantly moving. Um, so, you know, humans are really good at making kind of decisions when they're presented with like the right amount of information. Um, but in this claims process where, you know, we're handling, you know, hundreds of thousands of these matters and they're pretty sophisticated because now even at intake, we're tracking, you know, a lot more diverse information than we ever have. Um, so you really kind of benefit from that AI that software that's constantly considering and processing all of that disparate information and packaging packaging it into kind of a guidance playbook that then a a skilled human can can receive and kind of play quarterback and kind of take it from there. So it's kind of an evolution of just the simple scores to more of actions and kind of outcomes and explanations that, you know, I think have really been missing until now. That sounds pretty amazing. Uh, it's just this all sounds very exciting. And going back to you, Ajitab, what technology-related challenges are you keeping a close eye on in the world of workers' comp, absence, and disability? And in your opinion, which innovation can or will drive those solutions going forward? And obviously, things are changing rapidly. Very true, Jonathan. I mean, it's... Uh, it's a changing world and, you know, especially with the technological advances and, 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 you know, the forces that are shaping the industry, things 
are moving towards, you know, I would call two key areas, digital simplification. Now, what does that mean? Uh, I mean, people are more used to using digital tools than they have ever been in the past. But again, they have to be simpler and easier to use than the traditional channels. So digital simplification, you know, creating a digital first experience for customers by offering digital channels. What could be those channels or innovations that could help, you know, modernizing your communication channels. Offering self-service tools like intelligent chatbots for simple inquiries, you know, they can help they interact with the customers pretty easily. Uh, having easy self-reporting capabilities, we manage claims. So how can we make claim reporting more simpler than traditional phone channels? Again, channels do exist, but how do you simplify that? You know, and switching over these switching over these self-service channels to humans when needed. You know, if the person is interacting with a technology, if that doesn't help, how can we quickly switch over to those to a person to help them out? Other areas of digital simplification could be, you know, digital payments. I mean, uh, traditionally you offer checks and direct deposit, but people are now more used to using with the Venmo, the PayPal, getting instant deposit in their bank accounts. So where possible we can use uh, choice of, we can use these channels and provide choice of different, you know, different disbursement methods for consumers. Uh, collect more information digitally. I mean, again, Minimize the usage of paper forms. Again, in claims industry, we do use a lot of paper forms. A lot of communication goes out to the consumer. They send it back uh, through postal mail at times. There's delay out there by the time they get it till they send it. can use tools like e-signature tools where we need electronic authorizations. And again, on a mobile-friendly, uh, it brings a lot of benefits. Customers get it instantly. They respond back. Job is and again you know cuts down so much time of traveling back and forth, and then use you know uh, AI and computer vision technologies for auto adjudicating simple claims. Example you know certain types of auto claims, you know they can be instantly processed based upon vehicle damage photos. The consumer uploads a picture of the vehicle damage. If it's a fender bender uh, uh, incident, for example, the computer vision technology can identify what the damage is, uh, communicate at the back end with the pricing database and instantly provide a quote to the consumer and says, hey, it's cost, let's say, $1,000 for your car. Would you accept it? They accept the, uh, the claim is instantly processed. So, you know, digital simplification, I think, is one key area. Other, we have kind of touched based on other points, but I would still say, you know, automate, automation. The... The challenge is, you know, automation is a big word. Yes, everybody wants to automate, but what to automate? How to identify opportunities with clear return on investment? I mean, in a typical world, IT teams are aware of automation tools, but not necessarily they have an understanding, you know, the depth of the business processes. And business may not know what to automate. So tools exist. Somebody knows it but don't know exactly what to automate. How do you bridge this gap? Now, a few things that can be done, you know, now uh, there are tools like uh, process discovery tools, task discovery tools, which can run in the background on a process, which can run a background on a desktop, you know, or a user's desktop. And it, it basically logs a lot of steps, what users are doing. And then with the combination of AI tools, it helps uncover the gaps in potential processes. And even suggest, you know, hey, if you do these 
this process in this way, it may reduce your steps. Or this step in a process is taking longer than usual. So it helps uncover some of those gaps. <laughs> so that's something, you know, which I see is going to be very useful. And again, uh, one more thing on the same point, I would say, making sure we have reporting tool to measure the benefits of automation. I mean, typically, if you cannot measure, you cannot improve. And lastly, I would say, you know, there are too many technologies out there. This is more of a generic statement. Select the one that fits well in your strategy and maximize its potential. And say, note what doesn't fit. I mean, you don't have to adopt every shining technology that's out there and find a use case rather than have a strategic direction and say, note what doesn't fit in your map. I mean, you do one thing well, that'll take you further. No, I think that's a great point, and it it is probably overwhelming in some ways, uh, and, and you were just at this massive conference. And, and so when you say, you know, pick that thing that works for your organization, was there any new technology that, that caught your interest at, at InsureTech or discussions, anything along those lines that focused on improvement, integration, you know, that, that one big takeaway or something you, you want to lead the audience with? Sure. I would say, you know, a few things, uh, Jonathan, here. I mean, first of all, there was really not any new shining technology that we have seen in the past. It's, it's, a, it's a lot more of extension and integration of existing technologies. I mean, uh, like Adam said earlier, there were, it was a huge insure tech, which means and there were more companies in literally every space or domain which implies that the market is going, there is more of it, you know, there is just more of everything out there, which is good for consumers. I'll share two areas of technology that I think uh, are really good and has potential to grow. And one thing which was interesting that I would like to share, and which is not exactly new, but an extension. So, you know, I touched based on communication, omni-channel communication platforms. I mean, this year I saw plenty of them, plenty of them. And, we know, you know, people are digitizing, mobile devices are being used more. So, of course, you know, there were a lot of omni-channel communication platforms. Now, they were specifically, what's interesting is they are specifically targeted towards insurance industry, which means they have done their homework to build uh, insurance-specific terminology in their AI, you know, this training. It's not just artificial intelligence or, you know, or, or a channel where a, where a consumer can communicate with with the with the organization, it is they need to understand the language in which they are communicating. Understand what does a CPT means, you know, what could an ICD code means, things like that. You know, just give an example. So, uh, omni-channel communication platforms, you know, they can help reduce voice call tags. Uh, intelligent chatbots built specifically, like I said, for insurance industry. Uh, and what it also does in the background, it mines those data interactions which in turn can help identify areas of improvements down the line. You know, you collect all this information that you're interacting with the customer in, and it helps identify patterns. No, this is what customers are inquiring about, or this can be improved, which eventually would help improve customer experience and provide better outcomes. <clears throat> Another topic which I think, you know, is kind of very, is, is again an extension of technologies. It's a medical summarization of medical documents. Now, uh, it's an extension and integration of machine learning, computer vision, and natural language understanding. So an example could be, you know, a 50-page medical document for a patient. And a lot of time, adjusters, nurses, 
have to review those documents. So the advancement in technology has allowed these kind of documents to be summarized. They identify pre-existing conditions by using a natural language understanding. I mean, from written statements, they try to identify what's a pre-existing condition. They draw correlations between ICD, which is the injury code, and procedure code, and try to find anomalies, you know, is this fine? Was the right procedure done for the right injury, or was there something else done? And if so, it shows up those things. They help in creating a chronology of events, you know, how the how all the treatments happen, uh, identifying a return to work dates, if any, in many of the key attributes that are specifically targeted for insurance industry. So those were the two things, you know, areas of technology that I think has a further potential to expand. The interesting thing which I found, which I want to share with audiences as well, was uh, which was kind of a new but an extension of a technology, is leveraging artificial intelligence voice bots to train and onboard staff. Very interesting. So basically an AI coach, artificial intelligence coach, uh, coach creates these high-impact conversation simulations targeted for the new staff. And the staff member then interacts with the AI voice bot as if they're interacting, having, or they're interacting with a customer or a consumer. And they train by interacting with customers. So the staff member is kind of experiencing a real-life simulation of a scenario. And then the data is collected how the simulation or scenario uh, the staff is handling. And it then improves those things. So I thought this was quite new, but an extension of artificial intelligence technology. A lot of good stuff. Uh, so much happening. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll close with Adam and you know, going forward, what would you say is the most valuable financial and operational way to lower costs for carriers, third-party administrators, but most importantly, uh, improving outcomes for the claimants? Because that's that's why we're here is to to make that as seamless as possible. Yep, I think it's all about you know integrating that great list of technologies that Ajitab just kind of talked about. Um, and getting to a place where we're kind of graduating from you know, those scores that I talked about that, you know, skilled examiners kind of already have in their head and already believe we want to move to, you know, guidance and scores that, um, you know, instill trust about decisions that can be made quickly where, you know, oftentimes the examiner might not have a good idea of like how to make a decision, you know, something like picking a doctor um, or choosing, um, uh, you know, uh, an attorney if that's like at hand. Um, so bringing those technologies to bear um, in a way that, uh, you know, expedites the claim process and kind of removes the, you know, the inefficiencies that are there. I think, you know, over the, the past 20 years, we've made a lot of steps in removing those inefficiencies, but they're still there. There's plenty more to be removed. And I think, you know, technologies that can, really focus on the claimant's experience and kind of work backwards from there will obviously benefit the claimant the most and everything can then kind of stem from that, you know, um, operational and financial success will come from shorter claims durations and less litigation and just better outcomes for claimants overall. And there's even opportunities kind of inside the claim around how an examiner communicates with uh, medical providers and other stakeholders in the claim. Are there ways to bring technologies into the picture that can like automate those kind of, call them, you know, secondary or even like 
you know, internal to a claim kind of processes that today, you know, we have examiners uh, contacting medical providers to find out about, you know, medical improvement dates and things that, you know, documentation essentially that they need from a medical provider. You know, these are great opportunities for, you know, texting and automated faxes and things that can just kind of add documentation to the claim where a human doesn't necessarily have to do anything, where for, you know, the past, you know, several years, they've had to do things. So I think all those things combined start to, you know, improve the experience for the claimant, obviously, um, but also improve the experience for the adjuster. Um, and these are ways that kind of just compact a claim to be as efficient and as, you know, short in duration as it possibly can be, reduce the likelihood for litigation, you know, and, and help claimants get the best you know, medical care that they possibly can for, you know, their very specific kind of injury and, and all the pertinent details to them as an individual. You know, that's what consumers essentially expect. And I think the pandemic has definitely fed up um, or increased that expectation. Um, and I think that's probably why, you know, like this conference, you see a lot of, you know, like I just mentioned, you see some of these vendors that have kind of come to that conclusion. It's like, oh, insurance is ready to take advantage of some of these same technologies and solutions that are pretty common in other um, industries. So it's an exciting time to be kind of in uh, InsurTech. And I, I kind of think of Cedric as an InsurTech player um, because we are at the forefront of, you know, implementing and taking advantage of all this technology. Well, thank you both for being with me and, I think this is a fascinating discussion, one that uh, hopefully we can have a, another one on And because I'm sure before next year there will be a lot more we want to to talk about. But it certainly is one of the most exciting times hearing, hearing you both speak uh, for our industry and where things can go. So, again, thank you both for being with us. And um, until next time. <laughs>